Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media. It's the show that challenges reality, questions at which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change, making the paranormal feel quite normal, and the supernatural quite natural. Once again, that's what we aim to do on this episode of The Secret Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II. This is our first broadcast of 2019, and there are many, many more to come as the information coming across our feed right now is absolutely fantastic. I wish I had more time in the day, more time in the week to just dive deep into this stuff and go on and on and on forever talking about it. Farsight just dropped their Time Cross project for the month of January. Fascinating. Talking about Harp. They targeted Harp this month, um, and it connects. If you've been following the show, I think, it's. I think, I, I want to say definitively, but it connects with a lot of the stuff We've been tracking, and wow, reality. Oh my gosh, my friends. So I want to talk about their data uh, coming up. In addition, China landed on the dark side of the moon. I got some connections I want to tie into that. It, I swear the, the, these concepts are all tying together. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just all in my head. I don't think that it's in my head. I, I am seeing these connections here. Some of them are loose connections, but there's something going on. We are living in in fascinating times right now with information coming to us at a, at a very high rate. Um, again, though, the question is, what are we doing with it? Are we just sitting on it and saying, hey, I know something and you don't, you don't understand, you're not woke. Well, then you're part of the problem. Or are you using this information right now to make positive changes in your life and the lives of the people around you? I don't know how all of this information can be applied to do that just yet, but there are things that Ray and I have been putting and building on this platform that I think are very powerful to help us improve our lives and our communities for the better. And I want to stress that with 2019. Let's start with ourselves. Set goals and accomplish those goals. This is the year we accomplish those goals. And I think one of the most important things, you know, I, I had, I, I know I shared it, I did Reiki a few weeks ago, and I've really been working on my, my Reiki practice um and i'm i'm amazed every time i get we we can call it a psychic hit where i know something that i shouldn't know nobody's told it to me i haven't read it anywhere it's just something i get by reading somebody's energy and i did a reading a few weeks ago on a friend of mine and i i don't want to get too specific and and you know share exactly what i saw just out of respect for his privacy but I saw something very personal, and it was one of those situations like, all right, I got no data, no reason to say this, but I, I think I need to tell him. So I told him about this personal thing that I was perceiving, and in my mind, I actually saw a picture of it. And I said it to him, and he said, okay, thanks, and that was it. You know, It was a little bit awkward. And then uh, about a week later, I texted him, and I was like, hey, make sure you get this checked out by your doctor just to rule it out, just in case. And I wanted to make sure I, I told him about it. And he didn't say anything, and I was like, all right, it's probably uncomfortable and awkward, but I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to learn what is real and what's my imagination when I'm doing Reiki. So I saw him uh, about a week ago, 
and he finally said something to me. He's like, yeah, you really freaked me out because that, what you saw was an issue that I've been having. Um, you know, not something people talk about all the time, you know? So I'm sharing this story with all of you because Reiki is something that anybody can learn. You just need to get your Reiki attunement from a Reiki teacher. And it forces us, as I've been saying, you know, what I've noticed about psychic development, Hollywood has destroyed what we think psychics are because Hollywood has to make it seem fantastic. These elaborate visions, these blackouts, these seizures going into trance, your eyes rolling in your head, you're levitating, you're speaking in tongue. A, a psychic experience is so basic. Like the phone rings, you're like, oh, that sounds like my mom. And you answer the phone and it's your mom it, it, without looking at the caller ID. That's, a, that's using your intuition. That's using your psychic senses there to perceive something, but we dismiss it. It's so minor. It's so minor. But developing your psychic ability is taking note of that and then saying, okay, where did that come from? What, was, what did I feel? And let me pay attention to the next time I get a sensation like that, and then let me test it to see if it's correct. And the more you do those little tests the more you can develop it. And, and also, I, I highly recommend you need to be, or you should be meditating, whether you're sitting quietly in the lotus position, chanting a mantra, whether you're doing a guided meditation, whether you're doing a moving meditation like yoga or tai chi or focusing on your breathing, you need to find different ways to quiet your mind so then you can pay attention to these subtleties. Sometimes I get different sensations in my body. It's like, okay, what's this mean? Where's this leading me? I walk over here. Does it tell me? And then I learn things. So, you know, there's a whole lot of different things going on. And, and why do I say this? Because we're getting signals naturally as a part of our current incarnation. Our physical bodies and our spiritual aspects and our electromagnetic aspects receive signals that we are not tuned into but we can strengthen our attention to those frequencies. That's important because there are also, I'm confident, I know for a fact, there are other signals out there that are wreaking havoc on your psyche, on your mind, on your feelings, on your thoughts, on your bodies. And if you don't train yourself to pay attention to what's natural to you, then you may not recognize when a foreign signal comes in. Because it's very good at sounding like your own internal voice or your own internal thought process. We need to get to the point where we say, well, that's an odd thought or that's an odd feeling. Why am I feeling this? Why am I doing this? Where is this coming from? And to try to trace it and pinpoint it. Does this resonate with my other senses? Does this feel right? Does this feel good? And it's a challenge. I'm not saying I've nailed it down. But it's something we need to be mindful of, and we need to find ways to ground ourselves, to ground our energy. And I'll do a, I'll do a show talking about that, dealing with that. But I'm spending a lot of time on this because I, I think it's important, especially with the information I'm going to share tonight as well. And it's the same thing as when you know, look at the the hashtag fake news campaign that's out there. You can't just believe everything that's on the mainstream media, and we know that at this point. You can't believe everything that's in the alternative media. You can't believe everything that's coming out of my mouth on this show. Now, I would never intentionally deceive any of you, but I may get information that's bad information. I may have a poor analysis that I put out on the show, so I don't want you to take my word as gospel either. We have to have those internal filters, which many of us naturally do already, just from consuming what's already easily available to our five senses. We now need to apply those filters to our sixth sense, but we first need to acknowledge that it's there 
we need to understand how our sixth sense works. And once we do that, I think it gives us a better defense against foreign signals coming in trying to interact and influence that. So I want to talk about the Farsight's data collection on Harp. I want to talk about China landing on the dark side of the moon. Uh, and I have a couple of other stories that I'd, uh, that I'd like to cover as well. Actually, we'll do one more story and then we'll jump into it. It's probably going to be a little bit of a, a shorter show today. It's actually Sunday afternoon. I'm so behind getting this done. The show should have been out yesterday, but it's just uh, it's been one of those days. Let's look at, Ray sent me this. And it's, uh, it's coming from CollectiveEvolution.com. The title is, Federal Grand Jury Will Finally Hear Evidence of a Controlled Demolition on 9-11. Breakthrough. U.S. Attorney agrees to present evidence of World Trade Center demolition to Federal Grand Jury. I'm just reading a, a highlight from this. I'll have the links in the show notes at SixSenseMedia.net. It'll be out in the secret newsletter. I'm hoping to get that out tonight, tomorrow morning at the latest. It's January 6th right now. All right, so finally, after 17 long years, the 9-11 Truth Movement has opened an avenue for prosecuting those responsible for the shocking destruction of the World Trade Center and the horrible loss of life that resulted. Last spring, the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry, together with more than a dozen 9-11 family members and with help from AE 9-11 Truth, filed a petition with the U.S. Attorney in Manhattan demanding that he present evidence of unprosecuted federal crimes at the World Trade Center to a special grand jury. Then in November came the big news. The U.S. attorney notified the lawyers' committee in writing that he would comply with the provisions of 18 U.S. Code subsection 3332, requiring him to relay the report to a special grand jury. Now the lawyers' committee and AE 911 Truth need your support so we can work to ensure a thorough and successful grand jury investigation. I will share this link in the show notes. Check this out. 9-11 is a subject that I have stayed away from. Um, it, I think I think in part, really it's because of fear. Let me just be honest about that. Fear is our biggest limitation. It's what holds us back. We're afraid of what other people are going to say. We're afraid of, of what could happen negatively, how it may impact us. And fear is what stops us from growing. Fear is what stops us from doing certain things. Fear can also keep us safe, don't get me wrong. But in this instance, I think fear has limited me. Reason being, I have people that I was close with during 9-11 whose father passed in the Twin Towers. We've lost touch you know, over the years. We still communicate through Facebook from time to time, but we've never really spoken about 9-11. I don't know what their feelings are on 9-11, but I've tried not to put 9-11 stuff out there in part because I don't want to upset them. I think it would be disrespectful. That In my head, that's what I was thinking. It would be disrespectful if they don't prescribe to this to then put that out there and, and force them to see that. And then, I, obviously, I'm connected to the law enforcement community from my experiences as a police officer. And uh, I was always afraid of what you know, my cop friends would say, you know, Nappy, you've really lost your mind. And I've found a lot of ways that's always held me back. I'm always afraid of what people in law enforcement would think, but I don't really have any strong ties to law enforcement anymore. I have a few friends that I still communicate with, but that's really about it. But that fear has, has really kept me, kept my mouth shut on this. And if we think about it, though, there are a lot of anomalies that don't fit the official narrative of 9-11. I'm not, this isn't a 9-11 show, but as an investigator, as an American citizen, as a human being, as a truth seeker, I think it's 
my responsibility, not just mine. It's our responsibility to not keep quiet about things like this, regardless of the fear that we had that we might upset some people. The Farsight Institute, I, I covered it a while ago, they did a, um, they did a mysteries project targeting 9-11, and their story is fascinating. It does not fit the official narrative. And this is why I think it's important to be able to use remote viewing data, not as an end-all be-all, but as another significant piece to the puzzle, just like you would use witness testimony. Another piece to use to analyze to get the big picture. And what they saw was definitely not three guys hijacked a plane with box cutters. Um, it was it was far more sophisticated, complicated, and internal than uh, than we've been told as well. So I think it's important. I think it's a wonderful thing that the grand jury is going to look at this. And I think that we need to keep an open mind. 9-11 is emotional for a lot of us, even though so much time has passed. And I remember when somebody first told me, and I don't like the term 9-11 was an inside job. I, that just doesn't sit right with me. Um, I, do we have some people within our system of government that I think were corrupt and possibly had knowledge? Yes. I think that fits better, but it almost seems like there's this breakaway faction that may have been responsible for that, but it doesn't represent, when I hear inside job, I almost feel culpable with that statement or like I'm being blamed because I'm an American citizen and I was a member of the United States military at the time. So I was very upset when I first heard that. I needed some time to process that possibility and look at some of the evidence, but I do not. I do not accept the uh, the official story at this point. I think it was far more complicated, far more sophisticated um, than we've been led to believe. Um, so more to come on that. I, I, I think I will at some point put a show together. I think it's time that I uh, that I get on there. Um, so I'll be slowly planning that out to cover that information. All right, let's. Um, Let's move on to the next news story here. Chinese rover begins begins exploring the far side of the moon. Now, this is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating here. I'm looking at spaceflightnow.com. I'm reading just excerpts from it. Oh, uh, a press release from the China Aerospace Science and Technology Corps, or CASC, the government-owned prime contractor for the country's space program, said that Chang 4's spacecraft fired its liquid-fueled variable thrust engine beginning at 2.15 GMT at an altitude around 9 miles above the moon. The lander slowed its horizontal velocity from 3,800 miles per hour per second, I'm sorry, miles per hour per second to close to zero, then changed its orientation to begin a vertical descent before settling, settling to a soft landing on four legs cushioned against the shock of touchdown. Now, I'll have this. You can read all the details. There's a ton of stories out there about it. You know, the official stories. We need to ask ourselves, what's really going on here? Why all of a sudden are we seeing another space race? Why is China landing on the dark side of the moon and not the light side? What What's back there? Now, a few weeks ago, I did a show talking about, the again, the Farsight's remote viewing data of structures on the moon, and they found uh, structures from an ancient society that were on the moon. Now, again, that's that's remote viewing data, but we also had more remote viewing data, but looking at the work of um, Ingo Swan, he wrote a book talking about civilizations on the moon. There's a lot of stuff about anomalies on the moon that are out there. It looks like obvious manipulation of photographic evidence by our government or by NASA, by somebody. They don't want us to know what's up there. 
And it, it, this is one of those theories that sounds absolutely crazy to, to ponder until you start looking at the data. And I think at a minimum, it warrants further question and investigation. So now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we've got this new space race coming up over the last two or three years. You know, and I'd say this really started, the buzz really started back during the Trump campaign against Hillary when the WikiLeaks came out and Edgar Mitchell was talking to John Podesta. This is really what started fueling this show. When Mitchell was emailing Podesta's assistant trying to set up a meeting and what Edgar Mitchell was saying is that he's in communication with ETs and the ETs do not want us to weaponize space. If we decide not to weaponize space, our you know these ETs are going to share with us advanced anti-gravity technology, basically is what Mitchell was saying with his platform. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm not saying he's not being misled. I don't know. But that's what started coming out through WikiLeaks. And that got widely dismissed. The mainstream didn't want to touch that one, obviously. Now, And then we know we've got To the Stars Academy and their disclosures. We've got Dr. Greer's work and Unacknowledged, how that's now on, on Netflix. It's one of the top watched films on Netflix out there now. The information is out there. We had official acknowledgement through the New York Times and the Washington Post that UFOs are real. We don't know what they are. We've had top-level government officials, former insiders that have come forward with the credentials to back it up saying, yep, these UFOs are real. But nobody's asking the question, who's piloting them? Where are they coming from? What do they want? They're just looking at them as, well, at least publicly, are they a threat? We're going to assume that they're a threat and they exist. That's all that we're really getting from them. There are more questions that need to be asked. And the mainstream media, as we've covered time and again, is failing to cover. This is the biggest story of our lives. And not just one incident in and of itself, but how far back it goes, what it ties into, and how it has affected our lives. We may say, well, it doesn't affect me. But what if it does? What if... This information has been known for a long time. And what if Dr. Greer's stuff is spot on and this technology is being repressed? And that technology could be used to prevent climate change. That technology could be used to protect us better from natural disasters. It could be used to cure disease. Now you're looking at, well, look at the people we've lost in our lives. Maybe their lives could have been saved. So this tech, maybe that's why it's not coming out now because they're going to realize, oh boy, we're in trouble once they find out about this. I don't know. What I am confident in is our history is much richer than we've come to believe beyond just evolution. Not saying evolution isn't possible, not saying evolution doesn't happen, but I I strongly suspect that we've had a hidden hand manipulating our growth as a species throughout whatever history may be. And there's evidence of that, as Graham Hancock has shown us, as many other researchers, Michael Cremo has shown us, as we're starting to see more and more in the mainstream coming out. Where am I going with this? You know, we talked about 2019 being the year that we achieve goals. And I think with all of this stuff going on, I don't think we can fully understand all of that stuff until we answer one question. And it's a question I'm still trying to answer. I talk about this a lot in Food for the Archons. And that question is, who are we? Who are we? You need to know yourself. In the Matrix, she points up over the doorway. In Latin, know thyself. We have to know who we are because then we can better understand how we fit in the bigger picture and what some of these technologies that are out there may be doing to us, for us, or among us 
if that makes any sense. So we've got China landing on the dark side of the moon. We've got this space race that's going on. Now, uh, uh, the, the conspiracy rumors that I've heard is the dark side's where everything's happening, where all the, you know, obviously the, the civilizations are existing and things are going on back there. So I, I've heard rumors of anomalies already being cited with this rover landing. I'm sure whatever it is is going to be heavily scrubbed before China releases it. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe this is just going to prove everybody wrong. Maybe China has a legit exploration of the back dark side of the moon and there's nothing there. And they're going to prove that to all of us. I, I, I don't think so, just because I, I, based on everything else we've seen and been through. But I'm jumping around a little bit. Farsight announced today, or announced this month, when they're talking about their new mysteries project, they said they also have, I'm sorry, when they're talking about their time cross project, which was HARP, Courtney Brown announced their new mysteries project that's coming out next month. That mysteries project was what he called the final Apollo missions. Apparently there were, I think, two more missions to the moon that never went reported. And what Dr. Brown said was the purpose of those missions was to recover the ET technology that was found on the moon during the Apollo program. Again, I'm using remote viewing data, but if You've done your homework if you've listened to the show. Remote viewing data is worthy of our attention. It is credible information. It doesn't mean it's 100% accurate. I know I keep I sound like a broken record, but I need to give these caveats here. But it's still a tool that we can use to gather information. And if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes of remote viewing, look at the links, look at the show notes, or just start doing your homework on uh, you know what started at SRI, Stanford Research Institute with remote viewing, and, and you're in for a wild ride. So, But what Courtney Brown was saying was that, number one, last month they found that, yes, there are structures on the moon, and they found now by looking at these Apollo missions that there's lost technology there that I guess the military, so they were run by the military, the military was trying to recover. Now I'm going to tie some stuff in here looking at this. We've got, uh, I'm going back, and I know I did a lot on this on this discussion, but Colonel Corso with Roswell, the day after Roswell, his book, one of the things he said was that there was a plan to put a base on the moon. Now some speculate that that plan went forth based on the recovered Roswell technology. It's possible that the technology recovered from Roswell helped the development of technology to start the Apollo missions that then sent us to the moon to find more debris and artifacts that we could then bring back and back engineer to further develop technology, which ended up creating this secret space program that we have going on right now. It's a loose timeline. It's, it's loose data right now. But at least in my head, it makes sense. Now, I'm not saying that the 1950s or the 1940s was the first time that we've ever been visited. But it seems like, whether it was intentional or mistaken, it seems like that's when a faction of our society started acquiring this technology. Now, that doesn't mean there's not another breakaway civilization here on Earth somewhere with this technology and beyond. I don't know what we're dealing with. But right now I'm exploring this possibility that in the late 1940s, technology was uncovered, and that may have been intentional if you listen to some of my AI stuff, as Colonel Corso said, to seed us to develop this platform, this foundation of tech and AI, so then the AI brain could take over. Which brings me back to one of my most important points here, is I think that consciousness 
is of the utmost importance for us because of what it can offer us in terms of learning, in terms of protection, in terms of identifying what's going on. I think it's very important to use that and to understand that. So remember consciousness because the wool has been pulled over our eyes, so to speak. We have been blinded. We have been lied to. Our heads have been stuffed in the sand and we've been distracted with things like dancing with the stars to occupy our minds and our time when there's a much greater peace to this existence. And if you're out there struggling every single day, you're working your nine to five and then some, and you're barely making ends meet, what for? Why? That is a form of slavery. And the repression of this technology has contributed to that enslavement. Are you unhappy? I'm not saying it's necessarily somebody else's fault because we can certainly take charge of our happiness, but it has probably set up conditions that have led to the feelings that you're having. Understanding this gives you a better foothold. It gives you a better foundation. And don't get me wrong, some of the things I've come across over the years have sent me into a depression. But once I worked through that information, it has allowed me to stand a little bit taller, a little bit more confident, and feel a lot better about the things I'm doing and the choices that I'm making. So we just did kind of a really quick review of some of the stuff that's been going on. Now, Harp's data, uh, I'm sorry, Farsight's data on targeting Harp this month. He used three, three viewers, Melina um, Hall, Princess Janae, and one of their new viewers. I can't remember her name. It escapes me at the moment. But they all had very similar reports to what they were seeing. They saw these structures, and these structures had a lot of energetics going on. And I will have the links in the show notes at Sixth Sense Media, and I encourage you to watch it because I'm only going to give a brief summary. I don't want to steal their thunder here. But they had these structures that they were seeing. And what they were saying is that these structures have energetics going up, going up into the air. Some kind of energy, sounds like electromagnetism going up. And they're not sure what it was doing. But one of the viewers stated was that this energetic transfer is targeting a particular, she said a city. And people can't see it. You can't see this energy. You're not aware that it's there, but she said it's changing them almost on a molecular level. And with the other viewers reporting that this has the ability to basically control the world. It's gathering information on everything. And it was sounding to me a lot like an AI. It sounded very similar. I want you to listen to the Farsight's full report. It's about an hour long. But it sounded like my interview with Ed Reardon. How he would, we call it a remote viewing QAnon, and the AI they're trying to put online for that, and the nanotechnology, where she said it's changing them on a, on a, uh, not microscopic, whatever, it's changing them on a very a molecular level, sounds like the nanotech stuff that Ed Reardon was viewing in his target. So, is it possible that they're connected, and that there is, there are changes that are being made now? They also said this energy, this electromagnetic energy can be used to do things like cause earthquakes and cause, you know, and people have long speculated that a harp is a weather modification tool, and that sounds highly possible. But what Princess Janae also said, she was the only one that reported this, but Courtney Brown at the end of his analysis said it tied in with a lot of the data that he's seen. One of the things she said, she was disturbed by it. 
when she was trying to look at the overall purpose of this, she says it's that it's as if there's a wall and I'm not being allowed to see it. And to me, it sounded like some kind of defense mechanism protecting this information. When she was trying to understand the real purpose of this thing, she says, I'm a spiritual being. Remote viewing allows us to see everything and anything, but she was not able to see past this, and she got very frustrated with that. But what she did see was that it's putting up some kind of barrier or force field around the entire planet. And it's learning everything about everything on this planet. And she, her words, I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know if we're being hunted or protected. It could be one or the other. Now, in Courtney Brown's analysis at the end of it, he highlighted that this is sending signals up. He says another function of it is searching for active and and I guess ancient lost ET craft. So I guess there's still efforts to try to identify these craft. Who, if it's for protection, who or what is it protecting us from? Now this brings me back to, if you listen to Robert Morningsky's testimony, his story about you know the creation myth of our current society. Michael Tessarian has touched on it, and I know I've covered these names a while ago. If you look at the flat earth stuff in the Bible, when they talk about the firmament, the barrier around the earth, okay, this sounds a lot like that. Like there is a firmament. firmament. Now, what Michael Tessarian goes into is that it's like an electromagnetic barrier that prevents us from escaping this planet, um, maybe spiritually, maybe physically. And he goes into a lot of the World War II stuff and saying how they're trying to develop the technology to get to bypass this signal that's keeping us trapped in here. Uh, it may tie into David Icke's Saturn Moon Matrix. I'm giving a lot of points of research out here uh, to do some analysis on. But it sounds like what they're viewing, there's something Earth-based that's shooting up a signal that I don't know if it's keeping us trapped here or if it's protecting us. I don't know what it's doing. But there are some similarities to other data that's out there that I think warrant further investigation, um, further remote viewing targets of this as well. Now, my own speculation, my own thoughts on this, looking at uh, HARP technology, is this fully man-made? Because it sounds like this tech is incredibly advanced. Um, is this man-made? Is this from an ancient breakaway civilization? Has this always been here and then Harp just built on top of it? Is this ET that, that has come down, uh, you know, and uh, is is aspects of the United States military compromised by this ET group? I, I These are things I don't know at this point. So I don't know what it's doing, but my thoughts are in looking at this being some form of an AI and tying it to Ed Reardon's work if you can manipulate electromagnetic fields, with this, which this is doing up in the atmosphere, is this going to or is it already having an impact on human consciousness? Because I believe that electromagnetism is the vehicle by which information travels. And that's why I'm saying it's of the utmost importance for us to understand those tiny signals we get so we can start to differentiate where they're coming from. And if it's in fact something we can trust or if that our communication network has been compromised, we need to develop our own 
antiviral software, our own internal antiviral software to protect us from what's out there. It was a fascinating, fascinating target that they went through. And again, I highly encourage you to watch every minute of it. Um, this reality, as I said, is, is uh, much stranger than it seems. But what are we going to what are we going to do with it? And that's one of my goals in 2019 with the Sixth Sense Media platform is to try to provide information and then suggestions and possible solutions, if I have them, on what we can do about it. Right now, I think we need to do more research. I think we need to gather more data, remote viewing, fact-finding. Fact if you're listening to this show and you're connecting dots Send me an email. Get in touch, sixcentsmedia.net. Hit the contact tab. Send me what you have so then we can disseminate it out again and we can share this information. We need to work together on this and then we can make educated decisions on how we can proceed with this. If there's a signal being broadcast that's having a negative impact on our psyche, then where are my scientists and my engineers at, my sound engineers? Can we create a counter signal to deflect that technology to protect us from it? These are the things that I think we need to be thinking about. So if any of this resonates with you, please get in touch with me and, uh, and let's see what we can do. I'm, uh, I'm about out of time here, friends. I know I kept this show short, about a half hour into it right now. Um, but I hope that gave you a lot to ponder. Got lots of plans for the upcoming 2019. Ray and I have some big things that are going to be coming out for all of you uh, as well. So I'm excited to be uh, releasing that when the time is appropriate. Make sure you check us out regularly, sixcentsmedia.net. Get my free ebook if you haven't read it yet, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, sixcentsmedia.net slash I Am Human. Read Ray Davis's book, Anunnaki Awakening. It's a great book, gives you good understanding of the possible intervention by the Anunnaki in ancient Sumeria. That's available at Six Sense Media as well. Make sure you check that out. Uh, and again, we're looking for guests. I would love it if you have paranormal or supernatural experience and you're willing to come on the air and share it or if you want to send me an email send me a note about it and i can read it on the air as well um, please get in touch we want some great guests for 2019 moving forward um, i'd love to hear from you that's all the time i have right now my friends this has been our first broadcast in 2019 i'm proud of it once again looking forward to what the year has to hold for us i'm dennis nappy the second with six cents media where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep open mind. Thank you.